It's the motherfucking guy that shit Nick fucking Gage. I'm gonna give a big motherfucking shout out to fucking Matt and Adam. You motherfuckers start listening to that fucking dork side of the ring podcast. Hello, Dorksiders. Welcome to another week's edition of Dork Side of the Ring, the podcast where your nerdy obsession with professional wrestling is not only tolerated, it is celebrated. I am Matt Marbury, and with me at the table, as always, is Adam Tollefson. How's it going, bud? Ten years in the same house under the same glass ceiling with an imaginary brass ring. Well, you can take that brass ring and shove it up your ass. Miro. Miso or Miro? Miro. It's Miro? Miro. I wonder I couldn't find Miso in AEW. <laughs> it's in the soup aisle. Yeah. <laughs> right next to matzo ball. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was pretty... Um, I don't know. Like I wasn't really expecting to see him pop up there, at least not so soon. Yeah, I thought it was a complete surprise. I kind of feel bad that it's un- he's like the best man in a wedding <clears> thing. <throat> like with Kip could, Sabian with or whatever. Kip. Yeah, but it, it was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, but at the same time, it's it just the people. There are people out there that are like AEW has not had an uh, an original idea yet. They just keep taking all WWF just keeps guys, snowballing and keep snowballing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, they kind of do a play on stuff too. Like there, there's the wedding thing. Yeah, but then mm-hmm. again, it, it's all been done. Sure. So what are you gonna do? Simpsons did it first, you know. <laughs> <laughs> WWF did it first. <laughs> well, as we record, Adam, it is September sixteenth, two thousand and twenty, and on this day in pro wrestling history. 1972, Harley Race defeats Pac Song in a tournament final to become the first ever NWA Missouri champion. I think I used to shop there. Yeah. <laughs> Picking Pac Song. <laughs> um, Harley Race would go on to hold the title a total of seven times, and he would be the reigning champion when the territory closes in 1985. Nice. 1986. At a WWF ta- television taping in Baltimore, Maryland, Rowdy Roddy Piper hosts his Piper Pit segment at the same time that Adrian Adonis hosts his edition of The Flower Shop. Oh, yeah, The Flower Shop. Right? <laughs> Piper's guest Don Morocco joins Adonis and Cowboy Bob Orton in attacking Piper, beating him down and destroying the Piper's Pit set. Later in the show, shown on a different TV episode... Piper returned with a baseball bat, destroyed the flower shop set. Yeah. A new Piper's pit set would be constructed and the flower shop would never return. That was the end of that flower shop. Nowadays, like the closest thing we get is uh, Ms. TV or KO show, the peep show or whatever. It's, and it's yeah. basically all the same shit where they just have a, a monitor and like a couple chairs or whatever. Yeah. They don't go out with the whole set anymore. I fucking loved that. And it's, and now it's always in the ring. I like a separate, yes. even though Piper's pit sometimes is in the ring. Too, right. But, but they used to have that kind of off. They, they would call it like the Gene Okerlund position or whatever. Yeah. Gene would always interview guys kind of in this off to the side. Like I can always picture him talking to like ultimate warrior right around that, like 91 rumble where 
Sherry Martell's begging Warrior to give Macho Man a shot at the time. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, just yeah. Like, yeah. And he just goes, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> um, but yeah, the sets are fucking cool, dude. Like, yeah, they got the. Imagine how awesome they could be now, you know? Yeah. Like you, you could set up little trick doors, what Barbershop. You know? yeah. I think it just clat. Like, you remember those things. Like, sure. nobody's going to sit around and be like, you remember how awesome that Miz TV set was? Yeah. Yeah. One monitor. Yeah. It's it's just not going to happen. But you get a snake pit. Remember Jake had the snake a pit. Snake. Wasn't there a funeral parlor? Funeral yeah. parlor. Like we said, the barber shop. It's a lot um, of talk shows. Brother Love had one. Oh, yeah. Can't remember the name of that one. I think that was in the ring, though, like a red carpet kind of thing. I feel I'm like not I sure. saw maybe one off. Shawn Michaels had the Heartbreak Hotel. Heartbreak Hotel, yeah. Just goes on and on, man. Get back to that. Uh, 2002, Low Key defeats Spanky, otherwise known as the Brian Kendrick, in Tokyo, Japan on a 0-1 event to win the NWA International Light Heavyweight title. Never know he went by Spanky. Oh, really? That's like his, uh, that's his, his nickname, like, throughout. Everybody knows him. Really? Yeah. I don't what know about, if it's one of those things I've heard a million times. I thought he was like the weirdo or something. Nope. Spanky. <laughs> what was his other name? Wasn't it like the Duke of Weird or like the Wizard of Weird? Something like that. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Sorry. Uh, this is Loki's first championship in Japan, and he would hold it for almost a full year. Loki's bad mother effer. Dude, yeah. I liked when he was doing that, like, uh, it's kind of like a Hitman hit gimmick. Yeah. The professional. The, yes. That was good. Dude, that's dope. Uh, 2002, during an edition of Raw from Denver, Colorado, Rico, remember him? I do. He scores a shocking upset by pinning Ric Flair with a spin kick. I think I remember that. This what is year 2002. is that? 2002. Yeah. I think it might have been on, like, you know, flipping through and went, oh. That is 2002 Flair, though. Like, it's not that big of an upset. I don't know. True. I guess. I don't yeah. know. Evolution, maybe. It's That's true. Yeah. yeah. 2006, Ring of Honor debuted in the Manhattan Center in New York City. This is their first show there. In the main event... The Kings of Wrestling, Chris Hero and Claudio Castagnoli, defeated Austin Aries and Roderick Strong to win the ROH Tag Team Championship. It's a good match. Hell yeah, dude. That's a great match. A lot of talent in that ring. 2009, Linda McMahon steps down as WWE's CEO to announce her candidacy for the U.S. Senate. That's right. That's led her to a position in the old Trumpster's cabinet. Yeah. I don't know what her exact title is. Do you know? It's something about like finance or something, isn't it? I know the title's on the line. <laughs> <laughs> this November 4th. Or yes. It is. It's the third no, or fourth? Whatever the second Tuesday November okay. is. I don't there know. <laughs> 2011. Speaking of this guy, Claudio Casignoli officially signed a WWE developmental deal, reported to Florida Championship Wrestling. As Antonio Cesaro. Could be so much better. Yeah. Remember at first he came out with like that Oksana and he almost had like a soccer gimmick. Yeah, that's or right. Or rugby gimmick maybe. Yeah. that was, Yeah, like ole, ole, ole or something. Right? Yeah, and he wore like, weird. yeah, he's weird. Uh, it's better. Th I mean, he's a champion right now, I that's guess. That's true. You just think that like if you put Nakamura and him together in any other federation, they would just kill everybody. Yeah. And I feel like uh, Cesaro could be like, one of the best intercontinental champions in history or something. Like, you know, he doesn't have to be top guy. No, he doesn't. Even though he could be. Yeah. That dude's cut. Yeah. 
Same day in 2011, The Rock announces he will be returning to the ring at the Survivor Series to team with John Cena. Do you remember that big uh, main event? John- against two. It's the main event anywhere in the world, Adam. Oh, no. The Miz and R-Truth? Come on. Really? <laughs> yeah, you remember that? No, I don't. Yeah, dude. R-Truth was over like Rover. Little Jimmy is probably... Little Jimmy's has got to be around that time. It's right? got to be, Okay. Yeah. And the last bit of news I got for the uh, On This Day in Pro Wrestling History, 2013 former WWF performer Mike Drozzi, who wrestled for the company as Duke the Dumpster Drozzi, was indicted on charges of selling morphine to undercover authorities. The dumpster? Drozzi had been arrested this... What does it say here? This is a broken English sentence. Drozzi had been arrested several days earlier. Uh, it says Drozzi retired from pro wrestling, was working as a special education teacher in Centertown, Tennessee. Jesus. Special education and special K. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's kind of a bummer, dude. Yeah. Well, you know what? When you started saying the name, I, I thought we were going to talk about Draws. So. Oh, yeah. So, you know what? When I first read it myself, I thought we were about to talk about Draws, too. So Not so bad, I guess. You nope. know, jail time for some morph. <laughs> it's now time for the Retro Raw Review. One of these four superstars will be the next World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental Champion. For Owen Hart, is it destiny? The son of a champion, the brother of a legend. Has his day finally come? Owen's opponent, the wild man, Mark Merrow, the virtuoso of aerial artistry, a superstar on the threshold of greatness. The title would be his passions to glory. Psycho Sid, what goes on in the mind of this mercurial mesomorph? Does he thirst for gold? Or is his appetite set on destruction? Whatever Psycho wants, Psycho gets. His opponent, Farouk. Is he a militant warrior? Or is Farouk a common thug without a conscience or a cause? Tonight, it's the semifinal round of the Intercontinental Championship Tournament. Also, are Big Daddy Cool Diesel and the bad guy Razor Ramon returning to the WWF? Jim Ross has said yes, but President Monsoon, who is live in our studios, has the official WWF word. Plus, direct from South Africa, the latest on Bret the Hitman Hart. My commitment to the WWF has ended right here in South Africa. You ever heard the term mercurial mesomorph before? <laughs> no. That's what Kevin Kelly referred to Psycho Sid as. <laughs> I still don't know what it is. <laughs> have to look that one up. He was just going for an alliteration, but it's, I think he was. I Making don't know. it up? Fuck. I don't, I have no idea. I have no idea what that means. So, do you remember last week I said we're still at the Key Arena in Seattle? Mm-hmm. That was false. We are in the Wheeling Civic Center, remember, in Wheeling, West Virginia. Okay. Because I remember cracking a joke saying, I wonder when the last time we ran that place was. Yeah, that's right. So we're still there. And after that open, we are welcomed to the arena by Kevin Kelly and Jake the Snake Roberts is making his way down the aisle. He makes a beeline for Jerry Lawler, who takes a powder. As you should. Uh, leaving only Kevin Kelly and JR at the commentary table. The next competitor heading to the ring with Bob Backlund and the Iron Sheik is the debuting Sultan 
and Lawler follows Backlund back to the announce table, and both men have a seat. So we got first match on the card is Jake the Snake Roberts versus the Sultan. It's Fatu, right? Yep. I know those eyes anywhere. <laughs> so we, uh, we've we seen him as head shrinker Fatu. Yep. And then it wasn't but a couple months ago he was like, make a difference Fatu. Right, and the gangsters like showed up. Kind of, yeah. And that like, went nowhere. That went nowhere. And now we got the Sultan. Who, according to Jerry Lawler... Uh, is a Middle Eastern fella with his tongue cut out yes. for like not snitching or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's basically the gist of it, right? Totally. <laughs> Sultan would pick, fit in really good in 2020. He's like basically got a COVID mask on. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I, I was bring kinda, back Sultan. Kind of jealous of the mask. I mean, that mask pretty sweet. I'd wear that. I just got this shitty medical mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, couple minutes into the match, uh, Jake is going for the DDT. This match is not long. He's distracted when Jerry Lawler throws a mini bottle of booze at him. That's what it was. I was like, what the hell do you throw at him? A lighter? It's like an airplane <laughs> size booze bottle. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Perfect. And that allows the Sultan to gain the upper hand. He defeats Jake with the camel clutch in just over three minutes. And then next up, we go backstage to Brian Pillman and Owen Hart. They are hyping the interview with Brett at this Sunday's In Your House Mind Games pay-per-view. I can't believe this show is the go-home to In Your House. Games, yeah. It didn't seem like much was set up, but then at the very end of the show, they do kind of run it all down. It's like, oh, it's, it's there, it's I guess. It's a decent card, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think Owen is being genuine, Adam, about he and Brett's reconciliation. I was getting that feeling too. And it is Philadelphia, the you know, city of brotherly love. Right. <laughs> and then I love at the end, Stone Cold makes like a real quick cameo and he's like, he just pops in. And he's just like, I'm the best there is. And he just like <laughs> yeah, walks off. Yeah. <laughs> I liked that. I can't wait for your brother to come back. I'm the best there is. I'll show you. What'd you think of all these like Brian Pillman segments that we've seen the last few weeks? It definitely was uh furthering the uh, you know how they McMahon's been doing the this, this stuff right before the commercial break to keep you yeah. kind of coming back. Yeah, and I think may, maybe it's later in the show too where it shows Brett's reaction and they literally just cut him off mid sentence. He's like, "I got something no, to say." That you was, the, that was in that already happening. Okay, yeah. <laughs> There's one where they just flat out said, "And Brian Pillman, yeah, click, and it yeah. could just stop." It was right there that opening um, montage or whatever. I, we I saw. don't think it was because I skipped that intro. You did? I didn't know all that was on there until you just played it now. Oh, damn. I, I swear it was. Oh, you know what? You're right. It's, it's right before a commercial break. That, you're right. Yeah. Totally right. The thing he said in that little opener was just something about his uh, commitment is over. Yes. Or something like yes. that. Yeah. Next up, we have match two. The Smoking Guns with Sonny versus Bob Holly and Alex the Pug Porto. That is the Pug. Okay. Yep. Before the match gets underway, Sonny grabs the mic to cut a promo and a huge banner of her unfurls from the rafters. Yeah. And then we also get a tease of Gorilla Monsoon sitting in his office getting ready to address the uh, Diesel Razor Ramon situation. And this is where they do the video of Bret Hart talking about Brian Pillman. There it is. Starts to play as the show goes to break. So totally, not only did they hook you with like hot piece of ass in the ring. Yeah. Oh, Gorilla Monsoon's going to talk. Right. Well, Brett's got something to say about Pillman. Diesel Razor. <laughs> it's, ah! a, <laughs> it's a major don't change the channel here, dude. Totally. Um, that's, that's so funny. As the match gets underway, two things happen. One, Cornette, Owen, and Davy Boy make their way to the ringside area carrying chairs. Camp Cornette. What would you think about those chairs, though? 
I didn't notice. Are they weird? Yeah, they were like metal folding chairs, but they had like a built-in um, cushion to the top, like a thick-ass three-inch oh, yeah. cushion to I've, them. I've seen those. I thought that was kind of weird, though. Maybe that's, all they, those. maybe that's all you have. Those aren't hitting chairs. Those are not hitting chairs. We'll get to that <laughs> later with Sid. Hell yeah, we will. <laughs> um I love Owen's also carrying like uh, his he's got a chair in one hand, a Slammy Award and a cup of Coca-Cola in the other hand. <laughs> he's like hands are full. Like if he had a door to open, he'd be like begging Dave yeah, Boy kicking to get the it. bottom of the door. <laughs> um, Come on, Bulldog, open it up. And the second thing that happens as this match gets underway is JR says he has a bombshell to drop. Razor Ramon and Diesel will be in the ring next week on Raw. Yes, in the ring. As the match is going on in the ring, the main story being told is kind of on the outside with Camp Cornette. Keep, they keep fucking with Sonny. Uh, there's a lot of jawing back and forth. They don't show much of the match because they keep showing like the guys on the outside and stuff. Again, yeah, Cornette's chucking water at her and stuff. <laughs> <I> think, <laughs> like, yeah. They're just totally fucking around. It's just a fu- big fuckery fest. <laughs> um, this Sunday, the Guns defend the titles against Owen and Davey, which is why they're out there in the first place. Um, Owen eventually distracts Billy Gunn by hopping up on the apron and Billy like slaps that cup of water out of his hands. Like that's why it was there. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and then, uh, that distracts Billy Gunn so that Bob Holly can get the roll up victory. So it's okay. Is there no heels in this, in this, uh, is this some heels versus heels pretty much? I think Are they trying no. to play the guns being good. No, the no? guns are bad guys in Cornette. Are also bad guys. So just bad guys are just bad guys. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the actual match in the ring. I was like, no. Oh, no, no, no. Sparky Pug's a good guy. Yeah, the Pug. (laughs) Pug's a real nice guy. No, but um, I think this is like gearing up toward either the complete breakup of the guns or the guns turning face after. Because, you know, know, as soon as they drop the title, Sonny's dropping them. Absolutely. And then you're like de facto a good a good team, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know. So I don't, I don't exactly know. I just didn't know if they're trying to make the guns like, uh, is Sonny managing a, a good tag, uh, you know, baby face tag team. And then also managing a shit heel Farouk. No, nope. they're both bad. That's they're what bad. They're bad, man. <laughs> um, shout out to Joey, the jet Avalon. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. After a quick break and a commercial, for the return of WWF superstars on USA. A little morbid commercial too, right? Where like the parachute didn't open. I just like, well. Yeah. He's, he's like, pull the cord. And he's watching superstars. <laughs> he just doesn't listen. <laughs> he just splat. <laughs> I was like, that that's, that's kind of morbid. That was weird. You're right. <laughs> well, after that, we get a word from the WWF president, Gorilla Monsoon. Speaking of live, standing by right now, World Wrestling Federation president, Gorilla Monsoon. We heard earlier the bombshell by Jim Ross that Razor Ramon and Diesel will be here live on Raw next Monday. And Mr. Uh, Monsoon, you hear a weird we sound to here in talk a to you about the World Wrestling Federation's official stance on this matter. Well, Jim Ross, you have really piqued my curiosity as to who will actually be appearing on the program next week. Because I can tell you officially from the WWF offices that Kevin Nash and Scott Hall will not be appearing as both of these individuals are currently under contract to another organization. I would like to apologize to all the fans of the WWF who feel that they have been hoodwinked or misled by Jim Ross's statement. And with that in mind, 
I will remain here in the studio for the rest of the program to monitor it and make sure that no other misleading statements are made. And should they be made, I will invoke my presidential privilege and uh, come down severely on the perpetrator. All right. Thank you, President Monsoon. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Ross has left the announced position. Uh, based upon the look Had somebody walk in the door and like kick something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Somebody got fired after that, that I one. I did say that Jim Ross Ding. got heated and left the announced position. Oh, that's so it. So I think that was the... <laughs> I think that's what the sound was, but yeah. I remember listening to it. I was like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, it was him throwing off the headphones. It sounds bet. like any backstage segment with whether there's like a pipe yes. falling or something weird. I don't remember this. Uh, I don't remember. It's obviously, you know, them covering their ass saying, we're not saying Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. Right. But I don't remember, because uh, I, I remember this time period, but I don't remember them going, mm, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash are not going to be here. So I was like, damn, fucking add this in. Like, how do you, yeah, you can't do that. It's gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> what do they make a, yeah. That's probably literally the only time it gets said. And you're right. It's probably to cover their ass. It totally, yeah, it's straight So legal. how many times have we heard diesel and razor coming, diesel and razor mm -hmm. coming, and then one little blip on the radar is not going to stick in your head. Right. You know yeah, I, I guess mean? so. And I think that's what it is. I, but I didn't remember any of the gorilla stuff at all. I don't I, I like it. <laughs> I, I do too. I think it's great. They get they, and they kind keep of, getting into it too yeah, when he comes back. Yes, dude. And they're pitting um, you know, Jim Ross is being like a fucking shit heel, hoodwinking everybody, like right. they're not coming. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck he's saying. And they and when it happens, they can be like, Gorilla could be like, I told you. <laughs> I know, I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, I want to see if Gorilla says anything. <laughs> well, back in the arena, Jerry Lawler is in the ring to get a word with Jim Cornette, who's out here with Vader. They're going to dis uh, discuss Corny's upcoming match with Jose Lothario at In Your House. I want to discuss Jim Cornette's waistline and his workout pants. It's enormous, dude. <laughs> double cheeseburger, double <laughs> mayo. Um, Jim says that although the WWF is stacking the deck against him, Vader has been training him, and he's going to showcase his skills against a young man named Tony Williams. Poor Tony. It's not a match. It's just a public workout. It's an exhibition. That's right. Tony is in great shape, but man, is he a small dude. Oh, yeah. He's tiny. Um, he, he reverses everything that Cornette does, embarrasses him. Eventually, Vader steps in, ties young, in the, young Tony in the ropes, and Corny is verbally berating the guy as the show goes to break. So I had to look up Tony. Nothing. Of note. He, he, this is the highlight. He was in like... Uh, some little promotion. I don't want to say a little promotion because it's one of those ones that like you've probably heard of, but I can't remember off the top of my head, but like USWA or something, something. like that, yeah. you know, where they list a bunch of guys that you do know because they like maybe had one or two shots there or something. Um, but I was like, dude, that guy looks a lot like Brian Christopher. Yeah. Waller's kid. Right. Um, he's not, no. but in this other promotion, he went by the name kid wicked. And hmm. he tagged with Frank. No Christopher. shit. I was like, Holy Are you sure it's not USWA? Because he was, was really big there. Okay. I don't think it was. Brian Christopher was, yeah. Um, it could have been. I don't know. Match number three is the semifinals in the Intercontinental Title Tournament. It's Owen Hart versus Mark Marrow. Jim Ross is back on commentary for this one after storming off during that gorilla segment. And he's hurt, man. And we, he is. His feelings are hurt. <laughs> I, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Uh, we are also graced on commentary by the first Intercontinental Champion, Pat Patterson. 
The match starts out with all kinds of reversals, arm drags, great technical wrestling. Yeah, it was a good match. And Owen's still wearing the cast. It's <laughs> been months. This is like yeah, rivaling Bob Orton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, things get heated between Gorilla and JR during this match again regarding the whole Diesel Razor thing. And Monsoon insists that nothing has come across his desk regarding those two. He accuses Jim Ross again of being a hoodwinker. And I love how Jim Ross is like, well, not everything's got to come across your desk. (laughs) (laughs) I love how defiant Jim Ross was here. I guess you'll see next week then. But you know what? There's a lot of action going in the (laughs) ring. Let's go back to that. I was like, ooh, these fuckers are professionally arguing with each other. (laughs) It's so good. It was great. And this is probably the best match I've ever seen Mark Merrow have. I mean... At one point, Definitely. Owen hits like an awesome top rope missile drop yep. kick. I was like, holy shit, dude. A um, couple good spin, the spin kick that he does. Yep. Was a couple good. He hits Mark Merrill with the cast. Oh, yeah, that fucker just slid right off. But only too. gets a two count. Yeah, I thought for sure that was it, but I should have did the tournament math. And then, yeah, no <laughs> shit. <laughs> Mark Merrow eventually gets the momentum in his favor. He hits that somersault, somersault plancha to the outside, which... Usually looks pretty dangerous, but this was more controlled than I've seen it. Yeah, he, he stuck it. He, it, it, was, it was good. It was good. Um, Owen hits him again with the cast and thinks he's won it, but again, a two count. And then the wild man swipes the cast from Owen, retaliates with it behind the ref's back, and picks up the pinfall win. Behind the ref's back is a little a little loose there. But oh, that's true. <laughs> it's just laying there. I was yeah. like... Eh, Owen was way more sneakier with it than you were, Mark. <laughs> you wild man, you. You wild man, you. Rena. <laughs> then we get a bit of footage from the WWF tour of South Africa, mainly some words from Bret Hart saying that Pillman is a liar and that Bret never made a commitment to be in Philly. That's right. And he also says that Owen is lying about recon- recon- reconciling. Can't read my own words here, Adam. So well, yeah, what are we going to Owen, get? Owen's, oh, you're a liar too. You're a liar too, Owen. <laughs> this is Julie's shirt. <laughs> I want to watch wrestling with shadows again so bad. <laughs> oh, shit. Match four. It's the last semifinal match in the Intercontinental Title Tournament. It's Farouk versus Psycho Sid. And while the last match was on the technical side, this one is like a beef slamming bonanza. Yeah, pretty clunky. The crowd is pumped, chanting power bomb. Like, they love Sid. We've been saying it for weeks yeah, now, man. but this is the same crowd that's now sat through a couple four weeks. or five hours worth of television tapings, and they are just as amped for Sid right now. Than they were at the beginning. And props to Sid for being, like, just as pumped up, too. Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't lost any gas. He's, he's doing amazing. Um Dude, Farouk hits like an awesome power slam early and Sid pops up immediately. immediately yep. And what I loved about that is Farouk hits that power slam and then kind of showboats for a quick second and Sid's up. Yeah. But for, but he's behind Farouk's back. And instead of just doing like the turnaround and like an oh shit, like he kind of does the turnaround and then like drops down like he's going to pick him up. Like he expects him to be on the ground still. And he kind of oh, right. so, goes for the pickup and there's nobody there. And then he looks up. That's, Just a little yes. thing like that I thought was amazing. That's uh, Ron Simmons being a pro there, you know? Yeah, dude. I really I really liked that. Um, Farouk also nails Sid with a brutal belly-to-back suplex. And you don't see Sid a flying around the ring like that for yes. like anybody. And that's a big dude to pick up, too. I mean, he's not not the tallest, but he's, he's pretty jacked. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, 
Maybe he is pretty tall just when you get Sid next to him. Yeah, you're probably you know what right. I mean? You're probably I bet she's got to be over six right. feet tall. I, I, six, Sid's probably six foot six. Six, six, yeah. six, seven. Maybe more. We might be downplaying. I'd say six, seven for Sid. Yeah, I he's bet, a big I bet Simmons is six, two. At right, least. I don't know. right. But shit, man, this is, uh, Farouk has taken it to Psycho Sid for a good bit of the match. And it's a great match. Like, I, I, I was really impressed. Farouk, he comes off the top rope. Yeah. But Sid catches him midair for a power slam. That yep. was amazing. Um, the double clothesline spot, which I always like when you got a couple big, big guys. guys. Yeah. I don't think it plays as well when you got little skinny guys that do it. No, no. You get the two big guys doing that and they both lay there for a little bit. That's, that's good shit. Um, what else? We got, oh, Sonny hops up on the apron to distract the ref. Farouk gets a chair and hits Sid with it, but only gets a two count. So did the chair, okay, the chair must have got all wonky when Farouk hit Sid with it because, like, it looked to me like by the time Sid got it, it was, it like, was, falling apart. Yeah, it was already banged <laughs> up, yeah. I just thought Sid grabbed it. I must have missed Farouk using it on Sid. Yeah, Farouk uses it on Sid and then gets a two count, and as soon as Sid gets back to his feet, he grabs the chair and returns the favor right in front of the referee. So the, ding, war, ding, ding. the match gets awarded to Farouk. Um, I, at first I was like, dude, they're going to use a foreign object to behind the ref's back to advance both guys. I was like, that's, that's kind of shitty. So I'm glad. Oh yeah. No shit. The cast in the chair. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm glad at least flip flop there. Yeah. Um, so now you have Mark Marrow versus Farouk. For the IC strap. And I do like that Farouk's the one that put Ahmed out. So I like that he's in the finals. Yeah, good point. Um, so we get the we get the finals of that. I think next week on Raw. Um, the last thing before they run down the matches for In Your House Mind Games is a promo from the Undertaker. He says that this Sunday will be the demise of Gold Dust and the debut of the new Undertaker. The new Undertaker, which I thought we saw last week, where he was walking with a purpose and he was like, yeah, very aggressive. Um, I don't know. So yeah, next week. Join us. We're going to recap the September 23rd, 1996 edition of Monday Night Raw. Uh, a couple things to look forward to. A new Intercontinental Champion will be crowned. And according to JR, Diesel and Razor will be in the house. And we will have fallout from the pay-per-view in Philadelphia. And do you remember this at all, Adam? This was, what else? What other promotion runs Philadelphia? EC Dub. ECW. This is the one where like a bunch of the ECW guys are at ringside. Oh shit. Um, I don't think we'll get to see the match. Cause the one match is on the pre-show. I believe it was Savio Vega and Bradshaw or maybe it's the opener. Um, but yes, you definitely I do see, remember this one. They bought tickets. Yeah. They bought tickets. Yeah. They're in the front row. It's like dreamer and Sandman and Paulie. Right. Yes. And I guess you don't see it on camera. I don't think, but I guess Taz was, um, on like the first level concourse with a big sign that says like ECW fears Taz or something. I don't, I don't know. But <laughs> so you remember that whole little bit where like Sabu and those guys were invading WWE quote unquote. Yes. That's coming up. I know. Like right now. Mm, it's a little bit off. It's not, it's gotta be within the next like month or so. Mm -mm. No, nope. Interesting. It's in January. Oh, 97? I think so. I do love 97. I can't wait. I remember because my dad uh, got hurt on a skiing trip for his birthday. I think I'm right on this. Maybe I'm off, dude. I could be mixing up shows, but I thought I came be. home that night and watched it. 
And that's what happened. I was like, holy shit. Well, it goes for a little while. Six months? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Like when they actually allow them to showcase, right? Yeah, I don't I don't know, but I, I might be off of my dates. There's well, definitely some ECW um making their way into the yeah, pay-per-view the seeds, on Sunday. The seeds so are really creeping in. That. Nice. So I cannot wait. Next up, it's time to go into the dorkness. It's a news segment. It's a part of the show where we talk about what's coming your way in the world of wrestling figures and collectibles. We also discuss any items that have recently made their way into our personal collections. News! More cutbacks hit WWE this week. A, not any talent, but a lot of backstage guys. I've seen one. Gerald Briscoe? Yep. That is a bummer, man. So yeah, no on-screen talent or let go. Fuck him and his brother. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck, fuck Cisco and Jack and Jerry Briscoe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> you really threw me off there. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other name? Oh, Mike Rotunda, IRS. Oh, yeah, damn. Bray Wyatt's Papa. They both got let go. Um, Briscoe said that he will still be hanging around, helping out talent. I don't know what that means. And he also said that Vince McMahon himself made the phone call. Jerry had been with the company 36 years. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. I'll still be here if he'll call. He's going to call. He's going to call. Uh, I'm just going to help out talent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wish I would have took that cruise of Patterson. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pat was a fucking weirdo on that cruise. Yes, he was, but it was very entertaining. Yeah. Every time I saw him, it was a good time. <laughs> Ringside collectibles. We got some figure news. They have shipped the pre-orders from the Ultimate Edition Series 6 Charlotte Flair. So this was a ringside uh, exclusive, and it's the first wave that had any exclusivity. Um, They had the Charlotte, and then Amazon had the Rock, and the Rock exclusive still has a ship date of November 2nd. Okay. So that just tells you how far in advance ringside collectibles get figures. uh, Even Amazon's two months behind them. Speaking of ringside pre-orders... A new line of two packs have been announced with the first two series up for pre-order. Um, they're called, um, what the hell were they called? I, battle pack. It's not battle packs is the, is the old one. I can't, okay. I don't know why I didn't write that down. Um, shit. Either way up for pre-order now series one, it's Roman Reigns, Finn Balor or undertaker, Jeff Hardy or Sasha Banks, Alexa bliss. And then Series 2 features Randy Orton, John Cena, Booker T, Bobby Lashley, and Triple H, The Rock. Um, Other than the talent, very little info is given. But based on the $30 price point, I assume these are basics and not elites. Um, So I think, don't. But the battle packs like you brought up, those are already basics. So like. What's the difference? What's the point? Unless these are. I was going to say, unless these are actually ringside exclusives, but they're not. I've seen other, um, you know, entertainment earth or megapolis and stuff like that. Other other online retailers are definitely putting them up there. So not sure about that. Um, the ship date on those is also early November. And then something just came across Twitter like an hour ago. Breaking news. Breaking news. 
The Good Brothers have announced Talkin' Shoppa Mania 2. Shit, this is hours ago. Is happening. I guess it's hours ago now. Um, you know where it was uh, broken live? Where? Oh, on the Jericho pod? Talk is Jericho. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, that's going to happen on November 13th, Talkin' Shoppa Mania 2. The main event, Chad Too Bad versus Sex Ferguson in a ball, ball for, for a ball, ball. match. <laughs> Dude, that shit is so fun. I, if it's 15 bucks again, I'm definitely getting it. We'll have to talk to Rocky Romero because he was like, uh, I don't know for sure on that date. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like it might clash with uh, New Japan? Yeah, he was like, hey, man, is that a shoot? I, don't, I didn't think we uh, okayed that date yet. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will see. As far as new arrivals into the collection, not a whole lot. Um, I got a a couple things from the the high spots. I purchased that like uh, on the Labor Day sale, and I only got like half of my shit, which was weird. I got like yeah, one because you said they usually save the stuff for you and then ship it in one. Yeah, because I I placed an order for like the, whatever they did on Thursday night, wherever, and then I waited, and, and Monday was the big sale. So I like bundled it all together and I even had two separate invoices and I was like, Hmm, do you need me to pay them separately? or Are you going to combine them? She's like, can you just pay them separately? I was like, sure. And then one of them shipped out of me. They both said shipped like right away. Yeah. But one of them just says like label created uh, and the other one's been here for damn near a week. So uh, I don't fucking know what's going on with that. Um, but as far as eight by tens, this is only 10 bucks and I already have a, uh, Oh, the King. A Jerry Lawler on like an 11 by 7 print. But the King has such a great signature. That's a that's a good pick, too. It's a good old school Jerry the King Lawler. When he still had the bottom, the half goat, you know? Yeah. And then, oh, Micro Brawlers. You're in for one half of these because it was the evil Naito two-pack I bought. Oh, hell yeah. And I believe you needed that Naito. And I have the, I already have that one. And then the only other thing I got from the high spots, this is another one of those nuclear heat prints. Remember last week I showed you one, uh, the Sabu one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Signed. Yep, I like those. But this was from Jake Roberts on <laughs> Thursday. We were just talking about this, too. And it's too. that iconic moment where the Cobra bit Randy Savage. Yes. And the funny thing is, I already had purchased a different Jake print. Really? Um, On the Thursday show when Jake was actually on. Yeah. And then this came out on... The Monday, Monday show, and I was like, I I messaged him like, can hey, we swap can I swap out? that out? And Michael got back, and he's like, yeah, no problem. Nice. So oh, that one's way better. This one's dude. This one's awesome. That's good work. Um, and then the last thing I purchased was Monday. I walked down to the uh, local Mexican grocery store down the street to pick up some tacos. Oh shit! And as I'm standing there, I look behind the counter, and the guy's got a bunch of these, you know, COVID nineteen masks. And I was like, is that a blue demon mask? And he's like, yeah, you like blue demon? I'm like, fucking love blue demon. That's my dude. I'm like, how much you need? He's like, eight bucks. I was like, sold Absolutely. and sold. So I got, got a, a blue, de blue oh, demon COVID mask. Dope, so. dude. That is fantastic. So that, that's the bottom line on the purchases. But I do, like I said, I, I have a high spots order that's somewhere floating out there. It doesn't have a whole lot in it, but it does have, there's definitely one really cool eight by 10 that I can't wait to get. Um, I don't know what else. We should probably make some Dark Side of the Ring uh, masks, masks, don't you think? <laughs> or hold pretty, on, let me tell it. That would be pretty sweet. Mass microphone to cover all, all cover the brand. That's what that's, we gotta do. There you go. That's exactly what we gotta do. You hear that, Jake? I wonder. Can he print those? Probably. I don't see why not. Yeah, exactly. Um, did you get anything? 
Ravishing Rick Rude. Hasbro? Hasbro. I never liked that one. Nah, it's Ric Flair, right? It's the worst. um, It's this one. It's like like he's posing. I guess it works better for Rick Rude than it does for Flair. Like, you can do the Rude Awakening with it. True. um, but he has such a, like, he's got such a ripped body to give him this, like, skinny, scrawny, right? body. It's so scrawny. And, like, the deco on the pants isn't very good. No, it's not like uh, his norm, his kick-ass usually has the, the awesome, you know, <clears throat> trunks with the, or the tights with the, maybe your ex-wife on it, or, or current <laughs> wife. He's, like, purple and black. Yeah, it's just. It's eh. just basic as it's, fuck, it was dude. Lackluster. Um, and you can't tell me you can't do some good deco on the pants. Like if you look at that second Marty Janetti figure, he's got all kinds yeah. of shit going on. There's so, even some blood splatter from you know a drug dealer on there. The first—that's the first man he made disappear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chattanooga River. Somewhere. Did anything ha- Chattahoochee? Chattahoochee, Chattanooga. <laughs> you know, what, did anything come of that? No, they I said they're going to look into it, and then yeah. I never heard another word. I think he's full of shit. What, Marty? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dude. You know Marty's telling the truth. Not that rocker. <laughs> it's now time for what you watching, where we discuss what in the world of professional wrestling we've watched this week. It could be current product, vintage viewing, or anything in between. Nothing is off the table, or ladder, or chair. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) What'd you watch? The usual. I know, I didn't step out of the box too much, but I did watch more than I have the last couple weeks. Um, AEW Dynamite, I loved the fucking... the open with the two like escalades parking and his MJF and Jericho and they're both Yeah, you really should have won that. You got fucked over, man. They both They went like, they went to do the handshake of the can because the social distancing. Yeah. And they both go their own <laughs> route. Fucking loser. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just thought that was pretty good. Yeah, that was good um, AEW. What else? Oh, there's tension within the Lucha Bros after a loss to Jurassic Express. Eddie. Eddie's gotta be the band-aid again. I just wanna point out I never was eliminated. From yeah, the Battle yeah. Royal, from the Casino Battle Royal. So Kurt, I don't, I don't that's know. That's Curtis do Axel's gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> that's Axelmania running wild. Exactly. <laughs> but it's, it's true. Didn't what it? if this Wednesday, <laughs> all of a sudden there's a guy that's just like, you just hear his voice on the mic. He's like, ho, ho, ho. You know somebody else who wasn't eliminated. <laughs> and it's Joe Hennig. <laughs> he's in the wedding too. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's in a, there. He's an usher. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I feel you, bro. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, I got down here Miro, the former Rusev. He is all elite. We talked about that a little bit earlier. I like it. We'll see where it goes. Um. There's also dissension between MJF and Wardlow. MJF yeah. fired everybody. He's giving Wardlow the business, man. It's very reminiscent of the like DiBiase Virgil. Virgil, yeah. And you know it's going that way. Like Wardlow's gonna be a mega face at some point. Yep. Get tired of the shit. Yeah, you get beat you up shit for too long, and pretty soon you're just gonna start dishing it out. That's right. Oh, um, I watched uh since we're on AEW subject, uh I watched the new B being the Elite. Yeah. And uh, it's Kenny and the Bucks are sitting backstage and they're booking the Casino Battle Royal. And uh, Michael Tawazawa, Nakazawa. Nakazawa. Nakazawa comes in. 
And he's like, where am I at in this? Oh, no. <laughs> and they're like, this is pay-per-view. People actually pay to watch this. Like, get out of here. Like, What's left? Joker card. I'll be the Joker card. Yeah, you're a real Joker for thinking that. Like, <laughs> And then he's like, well, who is the Joker? And like, the Joker is a big surprise usually, you know. Just tell me who it is. All right, I'll tell you, but you can't tell anybody. It's Matt Seidel. And then Michael goes, okay. I'm going to make an impact. And then he goes and busts out the lo- or the the oil. Yes. And puts it all over the turnbuckle. <laughs> and I love that slips. they did something yeah, with they, that. Uh, there you go. Then now it's a bit, you know? Yes. I love that they did something with that. I was laughing about that. <laughs> That's fantastic, dude. He's like, I was hoping you'd slip and maybe break your neck. <laughs> I was like, holy oh my shit. God. The last thing on uh, Dynamite was that Brody Lee versus Dustin Rhodes match, which was pretty freaking good. That was fun. It was very fun. It was a good show. Yeah, overall, they they keep... Is this one that got over a million, too? Yes. Oh well, they ran unopposed again this That's last true. week. That's true. So, we'll see. But, yeah, it did. It got over a million viewers. NXT was pretty good, too. I didn't watch it. Uh, we can just move on. <laughs> I mean... Sounds good. <laughs> They they're at Johnny Gargano's house again. I almost hoping with that because he's he's sitting there with Johnny sitting with the both of them. They're all just eating like salad, and he's like, "This is awkward, isn't it? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna eat mine upstairs." <laughs> he just like leaves them, and they start get into it, and then you know, obviously they get into it, food fight and brawl, and yeah. I did watch SmackDown. I've been um, missing SmackDown the last couple of weeks, but you've told me it's been pretty damn good. I don't know if I caught SmackDown. It was pretty good. Um, there was an Intercontinental Championship match with AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy. Okay. I didn't know Jeff Hardy was the Intercontinental Champ. I told you. I don't, I don't remember that at all. Um, but of course, Sammy, Sammy Zayn comes, comes out, out and yeah. he's you know he's got and he's got a point you know. And I love that he has the title belt still too. Yeah. So you know that's setting up to like uh, some good old some, Sean and Razor yeah, stuff right there. Something like that. And and I love that. Uh, well, I don't know if you saw it, but on this show. He comes out there right as they're about to start their match. And he's like, I can't believe that you're allowing this to happen. Like, the, I am the Intercontinental Champion. This is not an Intercontinental Championship match. This is an exhibition. Oh, yeah. And, and then he's like talking to the announcer guy. Like, you didn't announce me? Was that the same one? No. no. I made one. Uh, he's at the top that of the ramp. Before. And then Scrap Iron Adam Pierce comes out with like two other officials. And Sammy's like, Oh, thank you. Adam Pierce, the voice of reason around here. But he's like, no, Sammy, I'm here to get you the fuck out of here. <laughs> and he's like, don't touch me. He's like, I'm going, I'm going, don't touch me. And then he like starts to head back, goes, but one more thing. <laughs> just, I don't know, just like Sammy Zayn is primo in this. I love that the Adam Pierce is all over now. He's almost like the authority figure. Yeah, he's almost blonde hair guy. Yes, he's almost blonde hair guy. Did you ever find out who it is? You goddamn right oh, I did. Hit me with it. You'll know the name. Or do you want to save it for next week? No, we can say it. Okay. Um, you'll know the name, but I, I can pretty much guarantee you've never seen him wrestle. Okay. But he's a former wrestler, Rene Goulet. No shit. Yeah. I literally looked up like who I Googled, who is this blonde, long haired guy that's in every WWF <laughs> pull apart in the nineties. <laughs> and like nothing came up initially, but then all of a sudden somebody's like, RIP Rene Goulet. I always, I never, I never saw him wrestle, but I always remember him in all these backstage segments. <laughs> yeah. So I like click on it, and then I click on his like Wikipedia or all his Google images. And I'm like, that's a hundred percent him. So that's oh, who shit. it was. Yeah, I've heard that name. Yeah, totally. Um, the Firefly Funhouse this week was awesome. They introduced a new character. 
Okay, I didn't see it. Yeah. Wobbly walrus. <laughs> it's pulling. It's pulling. <laughs> That's what happened. I went to put it on, and it like my DVR screwed up. So like oh. it started it. So I think I saw the start of the Sammy thing, and then I don't know, maybe they yeah opened. the Sammy thing was early. Then it after that it was garbage. It was dumb. um. Yeah. So, so the walrus is Polly. Yeah. And it's like, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Wobbly Walrus. That's pretty good. And then Bray Wyatt stand there between the walrus and the Vince McMahon de- devil puppet or whatever. And he like looks at both of them and he goes, yowie, wowie. <laughs> and then the Vince just goes, this is such good shit. And they like go to break. Or Bray goes, ooh, like you swore. And they go to break. Um, there was other good shit. Um, there was a fatal four-way match to determine um, the number one contender for uh, Bailey's title. Okay. And it was like Lacey Evans, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, and Tamina. All right. And about halfway through the match, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are on the outside mm-hmm. wrestling. And all of a sudden, Alexa sets her up, kisses the forehead, Sister Abigail. Nice. Or Blister Abigail, as I would like to say. Ah. I haven't seen anybody market that yet, but they should. You can have that one, Vince. Um, And then she just, like, walks off. So she, oh, she didn't finish the match? No, she hits oh. Nikki with the Blister like Abigail and walks off. I like it. And Nikki Cross does end up winning the match. So she's going to challenge Bailey at... Um, What's the next pay-per-view that's coming Clash up? Clash of Champions. Oh, Champions, yep. Um, what else? Oh, Bailey had like the fucking promo of her life too. She comes down to the ring just carrying that chair that's all fucked up from the attack on Sasha from the week before. Yeah. And they play, they play like the video package where it shows all, all that stuff. And then she's like, she sits down on it in the middle of the ring and it like comes in tight on her. And she's just like, everybody saw that what happened last week. And everybody's asking if Sasha's okay and, you know, how's Sasha, this and that. Nobody asks, how's Bailey feeling? How do you think I feel having to do that to my best friend? Uh, ding dong, I feel great. <laughs> she, like, turned, she like flipped it. Nice. And she basically was just like, you know what, Sasha, um, you were going to fuck me and I fucked you first. first basically. Nice. She's like, I like that. She's like every step of the way. I know you were just waiting mm-hmm. and you were just waiting till the time was right. And I got to it first kind of thing. I and dig it, dude. And it was, it was the best promo I've ever seen out of Bailey. With her, yeah, for sure, dude. It was really good. Uh, that's pretty much SmackDown in a nutshell. This is weird. Me explaining SmackDown to you. <laughs> no, <laughs> complete <laughs> reversal. Um, Raw, I watched Raw, but I, I kind of had like some other stuff going on. So I wasn't paying as much attention to it as I probably should have. But I did. I really like the Hurt Business now that they added Cedric. Over the last couple weeks, I just feel like that has kind of grown on me. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, yeah, I like him as a force. I'm like, it, it's a good addition. Um, and I like the whole, I don't know if you saw, they came up to uh, Pierce and were like, we'll take care of retribution for yes. you. Yeah, that Which was they, good. At the end of the night, it ended up being them whooping on a bunch of retribution as they went off the air. And Drew and Keith. And yeah. they did that double plancha off. Yeah, that, that's that was pretty cool. Awesome. I did think, like, I thought we were, might see some identities of retribution on Monday because they were I thought playing, so too. Like, they are kind of playing fast and loose with the masks. Like, a lot of them were stretched out or like 
I swear one of the guys you could see half his face, but I still didn't know quite who he was. Me neither. One guy kind of looked like Miz, and I swear earlier on on SmackDown or something where Miz like came out late when everybody was fighting. Yeah, you told me that like a week ago or something. But I'm like, nah, it probably ain't him. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't. I just, I, I still don't think like they've nailed it down, which is probably why we haven't seen who it is yet. And I don't. Do you think it's going to happen at Clash finally, or do you think it's going to be like the next Raw or what? Uh, I I don't know anymore because lately they've kind of st- stayed out of the pay per views and right. it's been more on Raw. I thought for sure at Payback it'd be they'd even at least be there, but they didn't. <laughs> it's weird. Payback right? Retribution. I don't know. <laughs> Raw Underground. It's the shits. Dude. Oh I god, it's terrible. How about Dolph Ziggler starting the night on commentary, then all of a sudden he's just gone and uh, MVP was at commentary. You know what? I think it's like the Teenage Mutant Ninja turtles where they're like you know the foot clan they had that cool place oh i always wanted to go there they're like smoking cigs and skateboarding (laughs) i think it's like that they must have some drug down there where zig's like i'm gonna go to the underground i don't i'll take a i'll take i'll get slammed by braun Strowman quick but that's where that place is where it's at there's no ropes down there (laughs) you know dude and like but I did think it was funny. Like, he's on commentary for the first half, then all of a sudden, like... Come M- back from MVP's break, he's just shirtless. And, and he's, he's just, in the underground. Yeah. Okay. And then... Um, <laughs> it's just the weirdest pairings ever. It's like, yeah, that's Dolph Ziggler in there. Like, that's Riddick Moss. <laughs> yeah. Titus O'Neil just showed up. <laughs> yeah. But apparently, Dabakato and uh, Braun Strowman next week. Yeah, they had to stop it. They're like, we're going to save this, this for next week. Good. This is too good. <laughs> like, Whatever, oh, Shane. No, it's not Shane. God this sucks. It. The only other thing I watched, um, I didn't watch any New Japan, although the G1 kicks off uh, this week. Um, the I think it's the 19th, so that's Friday. So Friday morning when you wake up, you could probably watch it. Because they're like, okay. they're 16 hours ahead of us. Oh, right. Yeah. Guess send, me, send me the thing again. I will. Pin it. <laughs> Pin it. <laughs> Pin that login, dude. Um, the only other thing I watched was on the network. I did watch that Flair Savage timeline from 92. Ooh. And it was okay, but it wasn't, um, I don't know. It just more re- revolved around that whole um, issue of WWF Magazine where like, Flair superimposed his face over Randy's and it looks like Flair's out to dinner with Elizabeth and all. It was just fucking. It's, it's nothing like getting a, your arm bit by a snake. No, I wish they would do that one, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Um, and then I watched the Bailey Sasha Banks untold where it kind of like, uh, they do a lot of the lead up to their first match in Brooklyn, but they go way back to where you know, they show them like on the independence where like Sasha's oh, that's wrestling cool. under her real name, like Mercedes, whatever. And, um, she's like, and I got, I got signed to NXT. And then they talk about, they're bringing, um, I think they said like Sarah Amato is like, we're bringing up a girl from Northern California. And she's like, is it, uh, Davina Rose? And she's like, it is. And it, that was Bailey or whatever. Okay. And they like a lot of their, like, I don't know if it's audition footage, but it's definitely when they're like first try, kind of get trying to get like their promos and stuff down, and that'd be cool. I'll check that. I check that. Out. Yeah, it was very cool. There's a lot of crying. Like Sasha gets teary eyed about about everything. Uh, um, but I, at the same time, like there have been a lot of firsts involved. Oh yeah, you know Sasha the, and Bailey right, especially. Absolutely. And I always get, I always find myself getting like somewhat choked up at that stuff too because, like, I wasn't around for like 
Ron, I probably was a lie, but I wasn't paying attention. Right. Like the first, first African African-American African-American yes. champion or whatever, but all this stuff where it's like the women are finally breaking Dude, through. Dude, we saw a, a ton action. of those, those first ones. Yeah. And, and there's been times where we're like, the women had the best match of the night, hands yeah, down, you know, for sure. Which is great. Um, so yeah, I would definitely recommend checking it out. Like it was, it was definitely worth a watch for did, sure. You're probably not a star Wars guy, but did you see that, uh, She's in the new Mandalorian. I did see that. Yeah, I thought it was like a meme at first, but no, she's it's in legit. It. That's awesome. <laughs> she's there. Anything else? Did you watch? Uh, we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> Why is it <laughs> no teaser? No nothing. Um, I'll give you a tease. It involves. Uh, let's please see. say three random objects. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maria Canales's butt. Woo! Ten pounds of gold. Oh, I know, I know what you're watching. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, we'll get into that next week. Oh, speaking of that, though, real quick, those NWA I pay per views or whatever, you were right on that price point. It's eight bucks a show. They're running Tuesday nights, but I think you can buy them like a month each, and then that runs you twenty four. So it's six. Oh, a show. you can so you get a little. You get it. basically buy three, get one free kind of thing. Yes, we should do that. So I don't know. Let's check that out. But yeah, until next week. We thank you for listening to the dork side of the ring. Please share it with a buddy. I know you know you got buddies out there that would like to listen to podcasts. Give us a shot. Watch, watch wrestling. Watch wrestling. Bigger than Jesus and bigger than wrestling. Bigger than the Beatles and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than Jesus and bigger than wrestling. Bigger than the Beatles and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than guns, bigger than cigarettes.